Chapter 10 of Dixie Kitten by Eva March Tappan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Dixie in her home. So it was that the wild little barn cat became a house cat. She had come to live with busy people, and I fancy she thought that she was as busy as they. In the morning, as soon as she heard the steps of somebody else, she ran to the top of the stairs to be ready to come out the moment that the door was opened. The next thing to do was to go up to Lady's room. The door was almost always closed, but Dixie sat down beside it and waited patiently until she heard some little sounds within. Then she rubbed on the door with the little pads on the bottom of her paw, very softly, to be sure, but Lady always heard her and opened it. Once in a while Dixie went out of doors when she first came up from the cellar, and occasionally it happened that she could not get in again at once. That did not trouble her, for she had another way of reaching Lady's room that she liked fully as well as going by the hall and the stairs. Not far from the front piazza there grew an apple tree. Dixie could run up this tree, walk carefully out on a slender branch, and jump to the piazza roof. A little way beyond the further end of the roof was one of the windows of Lady's room. The blind nearest this roof was usually closed, and there was not room enough on the sill to hold even a kitten, but Dixie would go to the very edge of the roof and scratch. "'Is that you, Dixie?' Lady would ask. Wow, Dixie would reply, and anyone would know that this meant yes. Then Lady would go into the little room that opened on the roof and let her in. So it was that every morning the kitten made sure that Lady was safe and sound and came to purr to her while she was dressing. After Lady and Dixie had both eaten breakfast, Lady took a few minutes for the morning paper— of course, it was a great help to her to have a small black cat lie on her lap, and I am sure I do not know how she could have set her room in order unless the same little cat had sat on the windowsill watching her. When Lady went to the study, Dixie always went with her to stay by her while she wrote. This study was an excellent place for a nap. Sometimes Dixie lay on top of the low bookcase where Lady had put a cushion for her benefit. Sometimes she stretched herself out on the carpet in the sunshine, and sometimes she had a comfortable little snooze on a corner of the big library table. If she did not care to sleep, there were various things that a kitten could do in the study to amuse herself. She could sit at the window and watch the birds in the apple trees, or sometimes a dog hurrying home across the lots. She could run over the typewriter keys if she chose, and even across the big table. Indeed, she soon learned that the surest way to make Lady pay attention to her was to walk slowly over the paper on which she was writing, or even to sit down upon it and begin to take a bath. Once she sat down upon a loose pile of books and papers, and a moment later books, papers, and Dixie slid to the floor together with a great thump. She turned and gazed at them with surprise and wrath, but not the least bit of fear. She was afraid of sudden noises elsewhere, however. While a carpenter was at work in the kitchen, she utterly refused to eat her meals in the room unless Lady stood beside her. She seemed to feel convinced that somebody else was to blame for all that hammering, and for several days after it ceased, she refused to have anything to do with her while in the kitchen, 
though she was friendly enough in other places. In Lady's study, she felt safe, and apparently she had come to the conclusion that in that room nothing could ever hurt kittens. Whenever Dixie was in trouble, she always ran to the study for comfort. One day, she dashed into the room and sat down in front of Lady and gazed at her so earnestly and with such an air of wanting to tell something that Lady called to somebody else and asked if anything had happened to Dixie. "'Sure there has,' replied somebody else. "'Now that the screens are in, the windowsill is not wide enough to hold her, and when she jumped from the railing to the window, she fell down.' She wouldn't stop a bit for dinner, but ran upstairs as fast as ever she could go. Once, when Lady had been away for a month, she missed the kitten after the first greeting. Sometime later, she went to the study, and there sat Dixie in the dark, patiently waiting for her to appear. In some ways, Dixie was remarkably obedient. If she was in the street and Lady knocked on the window, she would come running home as promptly as the best of children. If she was upstairs and Lady called her to come down, you could hear on the instant the jump of a little cat, often from a down quilt on a bed or from some other forbidden place, I'm sorry to say, to the floor, and in half a minute she was hurrying downstairs to see what was wanted. One morning Lady called, but Dixie did not come. Some ten minutes later, she burst into the kitchen, like a little football rush, with the long, which sounded so angry and indignant that somebody else called Lady and declared that something had surely gone wrong with Dixie. When Lady went upstairs, she saw what had happened. The heavy door had blown too, and it was plain that the kitten had been working at it with her soft little paws until she had pushed it back far enough to let her squeeze through. Part of Dixie's work was to drive away the stray cats and dogs that ventured on her lawn or under her apple trees. Sometimes she herself played dog and did her best to guard the house. One dark night there was a strange clanking sound in the backyard. Lady started for the door, but before she could reach it, the little cat had crouched all ready to make a spring as soon as the door should be opened. The noise proved to have been made by a hungry dog at a garbage can, and he ran away as fast as ever he could, but I think Dixie would have enjoyed chasing him. Evidently, Dixie felt that her first duty was to keep watch of Lady, and this was no easy matter when Lady was busy about the house. She hurried upstairs and downstairs and in my Lady's chamber, but wherever she went, a little black cat followed her like a shadow. This shadow behaved somewhat unlike other shadows, however, for it had a way of catching at the hem of her dress in the hope of a frolic, or suddenly dashing around corners at her to surprise her in a fashion which no properly behaved shadow would ever dream of following. Another of Dixie's duties was to entertain the mother. The mother had always been afraid of cats, and she never liked them, but she could not help liking Dixie. The kitten often went to her room and lay on a small high table in the sunshine while the mother sat in her big easy chair and talked to her. Dixie purred back, and they were very comfortable together and the best of friends. When callers came, Dixie was not altogether pleased. Sometimes she would turn her back on them, march straight upstairs, and not come down until she heard the front door close. 
but generally she thought it better to keep pretty close watch of them. She was inclined to think that Lady paid them too much attention, therefore she would often jump into Lady's lap and insist upon remaining there until they were ready to start for home. Another one of Dixie's responsibilities was the telephone, and she always ran to it at the first ring. Her care of it was a great convenience to Lady, for the telephone bell and the doorbell sounded so nearly alike that before Dixie came she had often made mistakes and had hurried to the telephone when the doorbell rang. Dixie never made a mistake, however, and when Lady saw her running to the telephone, she did not have to guess which bell had rung. The telephone was as much of a mystery to Dixie as it is to some other folk. She would jump up on the table to listen and would put her head on one side with a puzzled look. One day she stretched out her soft little paw and touched Lady's lips to see if she could not find out where those strange sounds came from. Once Lady asked the friend with whom she was talking to call Dixie. Then the kitten was puzzled indeed. She looked at the receiver from all sides and even tried to get her head into it. At last, she left it and jumped down from the table, for most certainly she had come upon something that no kitten could understand. End of chapter 10